Well, hello and welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling. It's Tina Constant here. And uh, because you know all the waffle is at the end, uh, we're going to leap right into this week's story, which is kind of a gentle tale called Where Memories Go. It's about Grunella. Now, she was an unusual woman. So unusual that the people in her village actually didn't know what to make of her. After much discussion, they decided it was the way she watched the world that was different to anyone else. Where everyone else just watched the world go by, Grunella would examine it like she was searching for sparks left by the wind. And when she saw a spark, she would pull a bottle or a jar from her bag, waft it through the air like she was catching it, then cork the bottle and take it home. She would do this without ever saying a word or offering any form of explanation. Odd as she was, people agreed that she was harmless. Her eccentricities made the villagers smile and even created a strange kind of attraction where people from other villagers would come to Grunella asking her to fill a bottle for them. Sometimes she would, sometimes she wouldn't. But people always left her company happier, more peaceful and more confident than they were before. In fact, that's another thing people agreed upon. Whenever Grunella walked into a room, things that seemed hard to bear a moment before suddenly lifted. It's just how she was. You're our lucky charm, some would say, as she disappeared into her cottage every evening with the bottles she had filled. But not everyone in the village was happy to have Grunella in their midst. The old oracle didn't like the attention the young woman was getting, nor did she like the fact that people went to Grunella for guidance before they came to her. Granted, Grunella never really gave advice, mainly because she never spoke. But still, the oracle didn't like the competition. If anyone was going to use gimmicks to control how people lived, it would be her, the oracle, the all-seeing eye. <laughs> and so she set about watching Grunella to see what she was really up to. For three days and for three nights, the oracle followed the young woman. Sticking to the shadows, she watched Grunella stroll through the town and through the woods. She watched as Grunella stood in the village square and filled her bottles with nothing. She watched as people stood in lines, hoping that one of those bottles was for them. The old woman scoffed at the madness of it all. Surely, these people saw a con when it was right in front of their faces. At night, the old oracle tried to get a peek into Grunella's house, but try as she might, the cottage was sealed shut. 
as a result. This quickly became an obsession for the Oracle. She had to get into Grinella's house. All of the answers would be there. So she waited until the morning of the fourth day. The moment Grunella left through the front door, the oracle pried open a window at the back of the house and climbed inside. Nothing in the house made sense. There was no living room, no bedroom or dining room. Every room in the house was taken up with shelf after shelf, row after row of bottles and jars. The only space not filled with bottles and jars was a small corner where there was a narrow bed, a bathroom for one, and a tiny kitchen. The oracle peered at every container. Each one seemed empty to her eyes. Each one was covered in dust, and each one had a name on it. There were bottles and jars for every person in the village and many beyond. There were jars for the living and there were jars for the dead. The oracle searched the shelves and finally stopped when she came to a row of jars with her name on them all. Furious at the audacity of the young woman, the oracle pulled a green glass vessel off the shelf, shook it, then pulled the cork and peered inside. A musty smell escaped. In a moment, the oracle's mind was flooded with memories of the day her parents died, leaving her alone and orphaned in a town she didn't know. It was the worst time of her life. A time she thought that she had forgotten. A time that she had been happy to leave in the mists and the fog of a long, long ago. But here with a single breath from that bottle, it all came rushing back, choking her the way smoke would in a burning house. She forced the cork back onto the jar and gasped for air. In a moment, the smell and the memory faded. She opened the next jar with her name on it. This one was smaller. It was a yellow-tinted glass bottle. She took a sniff. And in a moment, more memories flooded back. These were of the day she ran away from that village after she was told that her destiny was to be a servant to the local oracle. She was still a child at the time, but she was terrified and angry. The oracle of that village was an old, crusted, evil man who spied on people and told them to heed him or pay. No, she would not spend her life serving him. That would not be her destiny. She would make her own way. That's when the idea came to her that she would be the oracle. She was young, but she already understood that the only way to be safe in the world was to be protected from it, to be above it, untouched and feared. That was the day she painted her face and donned the oracle's mask. 
and it had served her well. In a haze, the old woman picked up a third bottle. She was almost too frightened to open it, but something in her soul compelled her to pull the cork and breathe. The scent from that jar was unfamiliar. Instead of a memory, images floated into her mind that seemed new and unexpected. Images of a wolf in her path, a black hawk above her head, and a scorpion at her heel. Witchery! The woman smashed the jar on the floor just as Grunella came home. Without saying a word more, the oracle pushed her way through the door and ran into the night. Aware that the young woman was running after her, the oracle ran faster than anyone her age was expected to. She ran through the village, along the riverside, into the forest, up the hilltops and along the ridge. And there she could run no further. The oracle stopped when her nose filled with the same musty scent that reminded her of her parents' graves. The smell was a warning, strong enough to make her stop and pay attention to the world around her, to look for sparks in the wind. There in her path was the wolf. In the trees above her perched a hawk. She didn't have to look down to know that there was a scorpion at her heel. The oracle closed her eyes and waited to die, only to hear Grunella's soft footsteps behind her. Turning around, the oracle watched as Grunella held the mended jar in her hands and whispered sounds the wolf understood. The hawk heeded and the scorpion obeyed, and with a blink the strange smells from the jar receded, and forest air filled the oracle's senses. Quietly, like she had done it a hundred times before, Grunella lit a small fire, lined up a dozen jars, all with the oracle's name, and invited the old woman to sit. And for the first time in the oracle's memory, Grunella spoke. The jars are yours, she said. You know what they are. And the oracle did. Every jar was full of memories her soul was not strong enough to carry. This third jar was her death according to the life she had lived. Nothing is set in stone, Grunella said. As you can see, the corks can be removed. The jars can be emptied. The jars can be refilled. The choice is always yours. With that, Grunella disappeared into the woods 
leaving the old woman alone. The oracle sat by that fire for a long time. Only as the sun came up did she open the first bottle and breathe deep. She inhaled every scent, every memory, every fear and emotion of her childhood. She wrapped her heart around every mistake and she forgave. Then she removed the cork from the second jar and again she breathed deep. She inhaled the loss and the love and the betrayal of her life and when that jar was empty she sat with all her memories, good and bad, big and small, and she gave them all home. With all those memories back in her heart, the face she had painted on herself all those years ago melted and the disguise she wore fell to the floor. Lighter, despite the weight of her past, she looked at her reflection to see what she could see. And she saw herself, not an oracle, not a daughter, not a sister, not a mother, not a woman, not an orphan, just her, the human being, her life and her memories had made her. That morning, she walked back into the village Without her layers of disguise, nobody recognized her, nobody knew her. But even so, they all greeted her and welcomed her, fed her and invited her into their homes, and they loved her. Many years later, with every memory lived, every heart touched, every plate full and every cup drained, the old woman who once did everything in her power to stand apart, took her last breath in the company of those she loved. And when that happened, Grunella was there with a jar. She filled that jar with the woman's whole life and she put her name on it and she put the jar on the shelf for anyone who wanted to know the story of a human life well lived. Well, <laughs> that's it folks. That's it from Waffle Free Storytelling this week. Our world is in such a crazy state of change and flux, but uh, we are a resilient bunch. And uh, one of our failings, perhaps, is that we don't remember enough. If we did, perhaps we would make fewer mistakes and that uh, we would learn the lessons of history. Uh, but I think we're doing, we're doing all right, I think, as a, as a planet, we're moving in the right direction. So, as always, all of the waffle is down in the show notes. Uh, I'll drop around to www tinaconstant.com for uh, everything else including waffle free stories for kids where you can all take part and join in oh my goodness what an adventure we're growing there <laughs> okay i'll see you next time folks have a beautiful day bye bye now